0: As we uh, join John Rash and D.J. Tice playing politics, update you, that the three former presidents, Barack Obama, George Bush, Bill Clinton, along with their first ladies are at Arlington National Cemetery awaiting uh, the vice president and the president to join them in honoring those buried at Arlington Cemetery. We will start with you, John, when you uh, listened to the president give his inauguration speech what stood out most to you
1: that if we look today compared to 4 years ago the controversy however inconsequential was how many people were there yesterday or 4 years ago and i think that historians will look at this inauguration as sadly and tragically how many people aren't here in terms of at the tables of americans and in households across the country because we just went over 400,000 who have passed away from the coronavirus crisis. And so much of what President Biden had to say and so much of what he'll have to do is about this extraordinary scourge and how it's changed the nation. That certainly isn't the only crisis he has to face. And indeed, his international inbox, his domestic one, is overflowing, unlike almost any president in many of our lifetime but i think that job one will be that he certainly acknowledged that and that was the overhang to everything that has been happening throughout the last year culminating in today's inauguration
0: Doug, how about you
1: well i certainly think uh it's true that the the uh,
2: pandemic is going to be job one, and uh, you know, is consuming a lot of energy. Today, of course, is a you know a day for pageantry and platitudes, uh, and we got plenty of both. Uh, it's a celebration of freedom, as John Kennedy called it, and a day for uh, good wishes all around. I, I think there has uh, been as much of that as there can be. This transition of power is about as bitter uh as any in certainly in modern american history maybe ever uh and uh, with, of course without um, the outgoing president even bothering to uh attend uh but the theme of uh the speech was certainly unity uh and trying to bring america together i'm not sure there was uh an as much conciliation in it as uh as there might have been but um uh, uh that certainly was a, a theme that was struck in another of the major challenges uh, for President Biden going forward. And I, I think we all need to hope that he can have some success.
0: So let me stay with that. Uh, Doug, you first on the speech. To me, it was fairly typical Joe Biden <clears throat> throughout his career. Unity. I'm a person who can get things done. You cannot stop America if we all come together democracy prevailed what else did you want to hear outside of those major themes
2: well i think the great challenge of the speech was to begin a process of 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 real healing if we're in fact going to to have that and we got a lot of of the words you know unity and and togetherness and listening to each other and so on but um nothing That really seemed to me to reach out. You know, when he did address directly people who didn't support him, what he said was, hear me, hear me out. He didn't say, I hear you. And there wasn't anything in the speech that suggested that hearing has happened or will happen. Let me just just jump
0: in real quick, if I can. Doesn't he say all the time? I'm going to be the president for all of you, even if you didn't vote for me?
2: Yeah, but there's got to be some some substance to that.
1: Uh, You
0: know,
2: I would have – there was a lot of talk about the riot from a couple weeks ago, which, of course, is natural and and appropriate. But how hard would it have been to that the burning and looting that we saw in dozens of American cities last summer – is also something we never want to see again. But there wasn't a hint of that. That is something conservative Americans that I know what you're worried about, it, that I hear you. But he can't say that, and it's obvious that you know he's aware of what he can't say.
0: John, do you think that Joe Biden went far enough in tangibly, in specifically, as Doug's pointed out, reaching out to them other than just words in in more specific manner to demonstrate that he's going to be there for them?
1: Well, I think one of the things that he did effectively in terms of reaching out is he reached back to his congressional career and mentioned his years in the Senate, the relationships that he has clearly are something that means a lot to him and may mean a lot to those, even on the other side of the aisle, who are still serving in the House and the Senate. And so to the degree that to actually get something done, there has to be legislation, you have to get laws passed. I think that his more collegial congressional relationships did show just in the rhetoric and the body language You know that, that was up there. I found it quite striking this morning that when President Trump departed, that the Senate majority leader and the House minority leader, um, who both Republicans, did not attend that event, but chose to go to church with President-elect Biden. And I think that, you know, that was a really interesting signal, a reach across the aisle, much to their credit, of Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy and many others. The vice president's presence there was also very, very welcome. So I think to the degree that President Biden looks at things legislatively he did try to reach out from that perspective. Clearly, as D.J. correctly points out, he needs to continue to sound off on this theme and to reach across and to truly listen, and I think that'll make him a more effective president.
0: Let's pause right here, continue the uh, dialogue between D.J. Tice, John Rash, right here on WCCO as we continue with Playing Politics. I want to talk about uh, what's taking place at your house, your condo. I mentioned tomorrow night, Right around zero, stay in that way for a day or so before it warms up. Even when it warms up, let's be honest, in winter, you still want a furnace that is working all the time. You want a company you can rely on, and you want to pay attention when it's the best time to purchase a new uh, furnace, right? Or air conditioner. How old is that furnace? 8, 10, 12 years? Well, my friends at KNS Eating Air have a great deal right now, maybe the deal of the year. They will install a new high-efficiency Lennox furnace for just $2,295. Why? They know this is a slower time. They know we're still in the middle of a pandemic, so they work with Lennox. How do they pull this off? By partnering the Lennox furnace with the matching air conditioner, and you get the furnace for $2,295. Don't miss out. to Get all the details. You can call them, 952 952- Six nine seven four three two eight, or visit them online, kseating.com. It's 150. That is the Linda's construction time check. Time to say goodbye to ice dams and drafty homes for good. We've had so much happening the last couple months, two weeks ago, the insurrectionists seeking out the vice president and others. We've had the uh, president protest in the election. We have Joe Biden, who's been a part of Washington, D.C. since 1972. And, John, we also have an African-American female, a black female, for the first time as president or vice president. It was an amazing precedent as a president when Barack Obama was inaugurated, January 9th. Is it possible, because I think it is, with everything that has happened, that – we haven't paid quite, I'm not saying none, that that would be an exaggeration, we haven't paid quite enough attention to how unprecedented this is, how remarkable this is, that Kamala Harris is the vice president.
1: It's not only possible, it's quite likely that we've overlooked this. To some degree, that's a sign of progress in terms of how trailblazing President Obama's candidacy and presidency was, and that someone of Vice President Harris's competence and confidence on the national stage is now a a given in national politics. But you're quite right, Chad, that, you know, in nearly any other election year, this would be the story that's out there. And I think that the election protest, the insurrection riot at the Capitol, uh, the drama happening with Congress, not only overshadowed Vice President Harris's moment, remarkably, I think it even eclipsed President Biden. I think that the story over the last four years, let alone these intense four weeks that we've just gone through here, has been much more about President Trump, as it almost always is whenever he's involved in any kind of narrative. And I think that even though he's been on the scene, as you mentioned, since 1972, Usually there's much, much more focus on the incoming president and indeed in this case, as you mentioned, would be the vice president, but so much was on President Trump. So I think that, you know, being underestimated and perhaps a little less overexposed, if that's possible for someone at this high of an office, is actually an advantage as they they come into office. And I think that so many people have known Vice President Biden in particular, either as a candidate or you know, as a number two in terms of the vice president, it's going to be really interesting and, and perhaps revealing to see, you know, how he does as a president. And um, if anything, he's certainly ready for this moment, given that there's decades of experience and Vice President uh, Harris, probably certainly ready as well. You know, I think, same I think question uh, I think also,
0: what, all... what role do you think she's going to play? Will it be what? as some who are in a little uh, bit of uh, a lot of areas or like Joe Biden? when he was with Barack Obama the first year or so, directly involved in the economic recovery?
2: Well, I think whats what we've been overlooking is the unique, almost unique situation that she is going to be in uh, as the presiding officer of the Senate, with the Senate divided 50-50 as it is, uh, and she then having a uh, tie-breaking vote. And, uh, you know, she could be a real player and policymaker. Uh, vice president, this is about the only actual power that they have discretionary power in their own hands. And this could be very significant. You know, they have eliminated the use of the filibuster in uh, connection with a lot of confirmations, including, uh, judgeships. Uh, and, you know, she could very easily become a voice that has to be listened to on those nominations because without her vote they may not be able to confirm a lot of people and if she's not getting the you know kind of progressive say that she wants you know they may they may have to uh, negotiate with her and it, she doesn't have to take instructions from Biden this is an independent power of the vice presidency and I don't know that we've ever had a situation quite like
0: this before about 40 seconds each, and then I just have a hard break. Uh, DJ, you first. What will, we, what will we hear from Donald Trump for the next month?
2: Oh, God. Um, I can't imagine that he's going to be able to stay quiet for, you know, more than a a, a couple of days. Uh, but, you know, he's, some of his outlets have, of course, uh, shut him down. But I imagine we'll start to get rumblings of you know, what his future plans are, whether it's media plans or uh, or political plans. You know, I think that his uh, his limelight habit is
1: pretty strong. He won't be able to stay out, John. I think in order to talk to the American people, he's going to need to talk to the press, which is clearly something he does not want to do. It's why he so misses the unfiltered megaphone of social media. And so I think he's going to continue to lie low for at least a bit, and part of it is he certainly will begin to talk much more as he finally finds a defense team for the eventual impeachment trial. Then we'll hear more from him about that specific issue.
0: Excellent, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Look forward to it next week. Thank you. Take care, Joe. DJ Tice and John Rash with excellent insight. We should say, too, uh, yesterday the three of us were adamant that Donald Trump would not leave a note for Joe Biden. The reports are out there that Donald Trump did leave a note for his uh, replacement. Text me. What do you think will happen with Donald Trump over the next month? I still think he's going to be on TV very soon. Um, he Obviously, his platforms are different. I can't imagine what he's looking at right now at mar a with the power he's had. What do you think will happen with the former president? Send me a text, 651-989-9226. CBS and Adam, up next.